This episode is sponsored by ContentFind, a premium video editing and content repurposing service for busy content creators, influencers, brands, podcasters, YouTubers, and marketers. ContentFi provides unlimited end-to-end editing and repurposing services to help you get your video and audio content edited and repurposed quickly, easily, and reliably. Join other busy content creators, founders, brands, and marketers who now spend even more time creating while they take care of the rest. You no longer need to worry about spending hours editing anymore. Just create content, build your audience, and grow your business. If you're a content creator looking to save time and money, or looking to outsource your content marketing team, get your first free video edited now at contentfi.co. If you'd like to sponsor the SaaS District podcast, or recommend any guests that you think would be valuable to be on the show, visit horizoncapital.com slash SaaS dash podcast today. Thanks again, folks. If you were studying maybe a new solution today in the industry, or I guess it could be starting a new solution, acquisition, or investing or, or starting up, what are some opportunities that you would tackle and see bigger opportunities in the SaaS or let's say marketing tech space? Uh, can you repeat the question? Funny enough, as you asked me that question, I reached out literally a minute before our interview asking someone if, uh, to set up a call because they have a conversion agency. And I've been checking, <laughs> I was doing the interview and he's just like, ah, great to reconnect, Neil. And then he's gonna, what is it called? He, he's gonna set up a call with my team. Hopefully we can make a deal, but it's probably a okay. long time. I'll try. But sorry, go, go for it. Ask the question. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm good always luck. trying to do deals. <laughs> no matter what. I, I know. I don't I'm I'm good luck. I'm going to get you that. You're going to get that conversion rate agency here. That's right. You know, seriously, <laughs> sent the email before this interview. During the interview, boom, got a response. But who knows? A three. <laughs> love it. Love it. Wish good luck. Good luck on that one. Um, so, if you were starting a new solution today in the industry, well, it could be starting up. It could be investing or acquiring. Just from you know holistic marketing overall perspective, what are some opportunities that you would tackle? And see big opportunities, whether it's in SaaS or let's just say marketing tech space. So if I'm a, a founder and I'm, I'm looking to get into the space, what, what should I be looking at? Yeah, if you're a founder looking to get into the space, um, I would actually rephrase it. How much money do you have? Okay. And the reason being is depending on how much money you have, the solution is different. Mm, okay, let's, let's break that out. What are, what are the different, you know, what do you say? I have 100,000, I have a million, I have 10 million. What does that look like? Well, if you have a million or 10 million, I would say you get started by just buying. Mm-hmm. I'm a big believer. It's just like the easiest way to get started is you just buy someone who's already doing it and then you work with them to try to grow and improve it. Kind of like what you're doing, right? Mm-hmm. You're doing it all day long. If you have less than that, you got to pretty much start it all on your own and start from scratch. Okay. I have a hundred grand. I want to start a, a something in the marketing tech industry. What's uh, somewhere that, that has a lot of opportunity that you see and, and should, should be tackled? anything that's digital right now has massive opportunity. There isn't one segment. We're all seeing everything boom right now because of COVID. Mm. But generally speaking, look for industries with low churn, even if it's service or product, it doesn't matter because churn is one of the hardest things to solve. And you know this, right? Like Mm -hmm. You're better off buying businesses with low churn and growing them than you are buying businesses that are growing fast with high churn that you got to keep 
putting more, you know, water into that leaky bucket. Like it's just a hard model to solve. 100%. Yeah. Super stressful. Um, being so obviously you're CEO of a leading company has to be super demanding. You know, we said 400 plus employees. I know you're not kind of too involved in day to day. So that helps. Okay. That's true. That's true. You have a a partner who manages it, but you know, in general, how, how do you say you manage your leadership success with, with your team? How do you measure your own success? Growth. Growth in our clients, growth in our revenue, growth in our team, learning more, being more healthy. I, we look at growth from all aspects. Some mm. of it is mental. You need your team to keep continually perform well. Some of it is well-being, right? Like, are they happy working at the company? Some of it is your clients as NPS score. Some of it is your revenue and your sales and profitability, right? I look at everything in little different buckets and ideally want everything to rise. I don't look at a company in which you just need to optimize for revenue and profitability. I think that's short-sighted. You need to optimize for the well-being of your customers, your team, right? Without them, you have no business. If you do well for your customers, you'll keep getting more business. Hmm. Uh, so what what happens? Because I hear this a lot from you know other SaaS owners, agencies where they are measuring you know their kind of self worth based on the the growth value of overall of how they're doing and their business is doing. Um, and then they hit a plateau, and then you know they just get super frustrated and, and angry, even if they're doing everything right. And then, or they're just kind of flat for a bit, or drops a little bit for a couple of months, and then they're like, ah, oh, maybe I have to start something else, or I have to build something completely new. How, how do you approach that when that happens? I approach it and everything is like uh, little mini experiments. So I just look at it as not I got to build something new or pivot. I look at things as small changes. If you do really small, tiny tweaks and changes in anything that you're doing, you'll figure out directionally where you should be pointed. That way you don't have to revamp everything and throw it away later down the road. Um, so I try not to do big things. I try to do little incremental changes in a lot of them to help you get down to the correct path. Because if you go too far without getting taking a pulse here and there, you could just end up wasting time and have to redo everything. How many variables would you be testing on, let's say, on a weekly basis? So I'm just thinking of this. Let's say you're going to the gym, you're, you're measuring your calories, you're, you're measuring all your sets and your weights and your workouts and who, time you sleep, all these different variables and factors. You know, you can apply that to your business. And then, you know, all of a sudden you hit a plateau in your strength, for example, if that's what you're measuring, what are you changing? You're changing your food and your work and all of a sudden you're changing your entire workout or how, so how many are you changing? One variable at a time is, um, one variable at a time that can affect another. So for example, if I'm working out at the gym, I wouldn't change my food and my workout at the same time because my food can impact my energy with working out or my routine can, can impact, you know, if I pull in more muscle or I lose more weight. So I would do one variable at a time. But on the flip side, let's say I have a website. I'll test out checkout page and I'll change test my homepage at the same time. Because mm. there are two steps of different flows in the funnel, right? My homepage typically does not impact my checkout page and my checkout page typically does not impact my homepage. Mm. You're test both at the same time. And unlike a human, you can do 50-50 on the traffic. So you can actually see what's <laughs> happening independently, right? You can't do That's- that with a human, sadly. That's true. That's true. That's, that's a good point. Unless you can split yourself in half. Um, you mentioned I something about what's happening to the checkout for all the traffic that never came from the homepage and how that converted. And then I can see it from the homepage as well, right? So I have two different variables and I can dissect the data differently. You can't do that with a human. That's only bad. <laughs> that's so a good with point. many different humans in mm. which one human can change a diet, the other one can change a workout. You can have both change, another one change both at the same time. 
Mm. And that's the beauty of a business because so many different people come through your site. You can test so many things at the same time. You can't do that with one individual person. Yeah, very good point. You, you mentioned something in the checkout page where you actually said you saw improvement in conversions when you went from one, one step, step to two, two steps. Step. That sounds counterintuitive. I've typically seen the opposite where people say, shorten the cycle and get people quicker into the, into the, the platform or the tool and that should help. Why, why, is, two help? why is two better than one? Uh, when, when you don't have a famous quote-unquote brand, when someone puts in a name and email or a well-known brand, when someone puts in a name and email, they're like, I already gave you some of my information, might as well give you the rest. And we typically see that boost conversion rates. So would you put you know, name and email and then next full out form? instead of just going straight to form. We typically see that one. Not always, but typically. Mm. Mm. Smart. I like that. If you have you a really have... powerful brand, we don't really see it have much of an impact in conversions. Does it make a difference? We, we see something that beats all of them is like the one-click checkout. What I mean by that is like e-commerce, shop now button with Shopify. It's just so much more convenient. That beats everything. Even then two-step from what we've tested. And the reason being is they can click a button, their, their information is already pre-filled and they're done, right? Like that's just more convenient. I guess it's like Amazon, right? It's like, I know I want this, buy now. I don't even want to fill out my form again. Yeah, it makes sense. You already trust them. Do you have any, uh, maybe for your own self and how you manage your, your time, your, your, your productivity and all your, your uh, day-to-day, do you have best productivity hacks or tips for maybe founders listening in to stay more focused and, and, and on track? Get a lot of sleep. That's my big thing. I sleep a lot. I think everyone needs sleep and we take it for granted. <laughs> I guess when you have a child, you don't have a choice. You have to get that rest. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Neil, what's uh, one piece of advice you wish you had known and you would tell your 25-year-old self? Focus. I did too many businesses in my life. I wish I just focused on one. Yeah. Is that, would you say you're doing that now better? Yeah. Yeah. NP Digital and Uber Suggest and over, overall that kind of a holding is the, is the Uber Suggest is owned by NP Digital, right? So it's just one ecosystem. Nice. What, what, is, what would you say are some of the biggest challenges you're currently facing in order to continue to grow NP Digital? Meaning what's keeping you up at night these days? Talent and acquisitions. We need to buy more companies and we need to hire more. Mm, just can't hire fast enough or, or good, fast enough for the right people, right? Yep. Who or what are maybe some of the best three resources? It could be books, it can be people, maybe, maybe you, people you follow or mentors who you'd say have been the most instrumental to your success over these last few years. Not one person specifically. Um, it's a lot of people who've been instrumental in my success and the biggest group of people would be my team. You know, I'm not the best at everything. I'm not great at most things. I'm only good at one or two things. My team's much better than me. They're smarter than me. They've helped make me a better individual. Um, and without them, I wouldn't have done well. Mm. Is there any, any books you're, you're reading right now or read recently that you really you recommend? No. Uh, the last book I read was Principles by Ray Dalio. I spend most of my time reading articles on the internet. Sadly, a mm. bit too long. I probably spend two to three hours a day just reading. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's a different format. It works shorter. Yeah. It's shorter to the point because that way I can just research and read what I'm interested on. Because mm-hmm. the problem I have with books is they're great, but in business, a lot of the strategies and the tactics that you read about are outdated by the time the book is published, at least with business books. Um, some of them are everlasting, right? Uh, not all of the books are, depending on what the subject is. But I've just found I've been able to dissect the information quicker. Uh, from the web than a 200-page book. Nothing wrong with a 200-page book, but I need the information as quick as possible so I can execute faster. Mm. 
Yes, I podcasts are always good with that as well, right? I guess sometimes if there's specific topics you're looking for. I don't really drive anymore due to COVID, right? So podcast hasn't been as helpful, but it's still great. Mm. Sometimes I listen in the background while I'm working as well. Mm, nice. Neil, what does success mean to you today? Whether that's you know personally, business, financial, life, there's no right answer. What, how do you measure your own success? Content. If you're happy and content with your life, you know, to me, that you're successful. In whatever way that may be, whether that's family or business or financial, you just need to be satisfied. And mm. you don't even need to strive for happiness because the problem with happiness is this state of emotion, right? What goes up goes down. But if you're just content in life, I think you're good. Mm. So content. I mean, it's hard to quantify and measure, right? When we're, we're, we're marketers thinking about, you know, how do you, how to value that? Yeah. There's no number to it, but it's just a feeling, right? You can't describe. Just if you're feeling good, you're good, right? Yeah. 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 Awesome. Uh, Neil, I mean, this, is, this has been good. Glad we could catch up here. Um, where, where can maybe our, our, our audience get in touch with you, learn more, just reach out uh, or just, you know, if they want to check out NP Digital as well. NPDigital.com is my ad agency. NeilPatel.com is where I belong. Okay. Awesome. Thanks again, Neil. Really appreciate you jumping on. Take care. Cheers. Thank you all for listening in to this episode and joining SAS District today. Don't forget to leave a review and subscribe for future episodes where we interview top leaders in the SaaS industry. If you're a SaaS company looking to grow and unlock the true value of your business, get in touch with us at horizoncapital.com. And myself or one of our consultants will provide a free assessment to help you get there and hit your goals. If you have any feedback or suggestions for this podcast, please DM us on Instagram or LinkedIn at Horizon Capital and help us improve our content for you all. Thanks again and hope to see you on the next one.